Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Black Woman's Hour. How's everyone doing? As usual, I have my trusty sidekick, Aisha. How are you? Hi. Looking very mellow Good. today. Looking very Sorry? lovely. I see you're looking very mellow and very lovely today. Thank you. It's the goblet of wine I've just consumed. Oh, I was about to say, is it the uh, cold, uh, the seawater swimming that you've been doing? I actually love it. I went yesterday. I'm trying really hard not to talk about it all the time. My brother says it's like being a vegan. He makes sure you get into every single conversation. Um, so, oh, yeah. cool. I see swim, swim, you know, in the sea. I swim in the sea. <laughs> we have photos of her. Actually, we'll put some more photos of you on our Patreon. Um, someone ringing. And our guests, again, ladies, you'll be very happy. We have the hello heartthrob. Oh, stop it. You love it. <laughs> I've taken yeah, to smoking been... since that moniker's uh, been attached. You are? I said I've taken to smoking since you attached me with that moniker. <laughs> you love it, really. He absolutely adores it. And we have author Mikey Walsh with us, who I'm a great fan of. Oh. I bought your book years ago. You wrote Gypsy Boy books. Um, I bought them. Actually, my late daughter loved your books as well. Oh. I would get certain books, and then I'd find they disappeared. And then I'd later find them under her bed. And she really liked your books as well. So she was a fan of yours really too. Lovely. Thank you. So, thank you. And thank you so much for having me on today. It's been lovely. It's really lovely to be asked. Oh, thank God, you. no. No, we're really happy to have you on today. I also do, if anyone knows, another show at the Royal Vauxhall Tavern, which um, you guys have both been. And I wanted Mikey on. So at some point, we have to work out where we can get the logistics right. And when we can open up, we can actually make like better money on the door and stuff. We are definitely going to have you on that show as well. That show is more fun than this one. No offense to you guys. It's like, a, <laughs> it is, it's just like, woo. it's great fun, isn't it? It's a different type of show. It's more of a comedy show. So um, yeah, we're still in lockdown. We're still, uh, we're, we're getting to the, I don't even know if we're getting to the end of it because the R number's going back up, isn't it? Yeah. What are we on, yeah. 0.95 or something? 0.9? They reopened yeah. schools, didn't they? So it's yeah. After Sage said, "Do not do it." So obviously Boris Johnson has done that. I don't know when we're getting out of this because I don't know. Um, you've had the vaccine, haven't you? Yes, I, I had my vaccine yesterday. Actually, um, mild asthma, which I got when I had my son, um, actually paid off for once. So um, yeah, so I went and got the AstraZeneca vaccine yesterday, and apart from a slightly achy arm. And a few aches and pains. Um, I've been fine. I'm really happy. I was so excited for it. I haven't got it yet. I know there has been like in minority communities, people don't want to get it, don't want to have it. Um, and there's been a lot of. I mean, they they're even going the wrong way about it. The person they're trying to convince minority communities, like they've got Kemi out there telling us to take. Who listen? Listen, please, Tori. No black person listens to Kemi. None of us listen to her. None of us like her. You've got to stop getting these black and brown people. If only Dr. Dr. Sebi was still alive. Right. But Do you know what I mean? I mean, honestly, you've got a lot of degenerate black and brown people in your party that none of us like support. So you're going to have to go reach out of the community. You guys are very bad on black and brown things. Sean Bailey is proof of that. <laughs> like, what were you thinking? What, the, what were you thinking? Sean Bailey is like, he's not, they're like, oh, I know, somebody in Tory HQ's, oh, I know, there seems to be rather a lot of blacks in London these days. 
fine, just a black. And they go, they get like, they, oh, that one will do. Sean Bailey, no, it doesn't work like that. It just doesn't no, work. No, they, do, they do do a CT scan on them to make sure they don't have a personality or brain first. That is true. That is true. <laughs> or soul. <laughs> Mikey, are you, like, you're from the GRT community. Have you guys got, you haven't got any Tories, have you? Anyone who's gone uh-huh. to that? So my lot, um, most of our lot have been like we we've been taught. I mean, like I'm 40 year old now, so and all through my life, we've had all of our every single thing that we used to have has all been took away from us slowly and slowly. So we've but we've been taught since hundreds of years ago not to trust fucking nobody. So mm. we just so our lot just stick together, like you know what we. A GRT charity the other day was telling, like, tweeting out for us to all do the census. My fucking lot ain't going to do the census. They're all just going to be going, fuck that. They're just going to know where we are and get rid of us all. Because that's where we all are right now. You know, like, they think like, they don't, that, that lack of trust. So I think the, the Labour voters that we have from the GRT community, obviously, but... Tory voters, you never know. You like, never know. I, I'm, I'm waiting for a, the Tory party to come and get me in because, you know, I may as well try and change the Tory party from the inside and make it more um, respectable than the Labour party right now. Well, do, do you know that? I did this Tory. with Clive Lewis the other day. We had Clive Lewis and Nadia Whittam on a couple of days ago and they were going on about Labour. I said, sorry, I, I'm joining the Tories. Yeah, fuck I'm Labour. I'm the Tories and I'm going to cause trouble. Yeah, I'm going to go, to I'd their go into there and burn it down. At least I know they'll treat me well. That's what we said. You know, I pay me well, and I can burn it down from the inside. I'll do a Jess Phillips on you. You know, that's what... Mikey. We're like twins, like mind twins. Let's go. Let's, <laughs> let's leave the video. Do you know that Tory actually comes from the old Irish word for plunderer? I thought it was just short for conservative. No, no, no. It's from the old Irish word for plunderer, thief. That's where it comes from. That makes sense. <laughs> it's just everyone just sat there. I wish I could have had a little screenshot of everyone just going. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes perfect I, I sense. I'd be surprised if you said it meant cunt. You know, it's, it's you know, it's that's so Mikey, just, like they're both um, four letters. <laughs> yeah, Mikey, can you just tell us a quick because lots of people don't know anything about the GRT community? Because I was going to ask, are your roots in Ireland? There are Irish travellers. There are very many gypsies, and then there are people that just call themselves gypsies. So you've you've got, we've got. Um, it all depends. Like it's all regional where we are. But Ir- Irish travellers and Romani gypsies is what you'll see mostly in the UK. Mm. Um, the like, uh, we all, we all, you know it's like Bane. We all get chucked into the same fucking part. Not saying that okay. like you know it's. I'm not saying that there's the bad thing about trying to categorise something, but I get aggravated over the wrong people constantly using that. We hate them. We do. Like, like, so, you know, they'd like to chuck us into into there as well, because, look, like you can see from here, like, I'm pretty white passing, but if you saw, but then me dad and me brother, and, and, you know, it's, 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 you know, they'd be stopped at the airports and whatever else. Um, Yeah. So my mum's quite pale. She's more, you know, and then my dad's very dark. Anyway, but uh, yeah, so the GRT community, we've been around for bloody hundreds of years and they've been, and 
we live a very nomadic way of life. They love traveling around. They love the social side of it. Um, up until about 40 years ago, you could, so like lots of my old grandparents and stuff like that, they love the social side of it. They love all of that. And so, but once you get a bit old, you can't just hook up and move on to another place and have a new bit of company every three weeks. So what they do is you'd buy a bit of land, make it into like a camp, do it up all really lovely. And then you'll just have all your mates that you meet and your family and whatever else move on and off over the summer and whatever else. And that used to be a thing that we used to do because, you know, and that's not a fucking terrible thing. That's not, you know, it's you will get told the Daily Mail version of what we are, but my mother would never take the plastic off her furniture. So don't tell me that our lot's fucking dirty, you know. My so, grandma. That's it. They pride that's in your That's really things. black. So We're black. the same people. And Irish as well. as well. Pride in your things, you know. Yeah. Like, you see the, um, the day after they did the Megan interview, they got some black soldier um, and they, they, they had him and he was going, there's no such thing as racism. And everyone's going, that guy's not black. I said, the only black thing about that guy is he's still got the plastic on his lampshades. That was literally the only black thing about him. I don't know where they keep finding them. When do you think, well, obviously there's been demonization of your community for quite a while, but there seemed to be like this horrible, a few years ago when TV got really nasty and it had like Benefit Street, they had all these things. There was, a, you know, my big fat gypsy wedding and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, that I was, was interviewing 14 year olds. And that's, yeah. you know, and you go, oh, the thing, this is the thing as well, is that like a lot of our community, you know, we like, they all, we're ostracized anyway. I, so I'm 40, like I said before, like I'm 40 year old and I, and I don't have any education. So I grew up in, I, like I find myself, I, I mean, I'd class myself and say that I, I feel like I'm from one of the last wave of people that were actually living the old school lifestyle because now it's impossible for them. And like, we're all just sitting ducks now. Um, but when I was little, we used to move around and they always talk about us not going to school and being undereducated and being blah, blah, blah. But you'd go into a school and they don't want you there. So as soon as the parents find out that there's gypsy children in the school, then the children start coming in with the language of it. So you're all being called pikeys and whatever else and you're in fights every day. I mean, we give as good as we get anyway. But when I was in school, we didn't learn nothing. We just got put into a separate room with this teacher, well, a special gypsy teaching teacher, and all she wanted to know was what her language was. She wrote it all down and wrote a poetry book about it. Got it published. Oh so, my God, appropriation or what? So we ended up educating her about what we were and we walked away with nothing. So I, like, I left home when I was like nearly 16 and no A-levels, no whatevers, no, no GCSEs, couldn't read or write properly, nothing. But really we, the way we always used to work, we a lot of my lot always used to work with their hands and whatever else. So it was, so even though we were persecuted a lot in schools, we could still make do. So a lot of our stuff, so you'd end up just doing the same kind of work as your father did before. And, you know, we like whether that be, um, you know, whether that be carpeting, whether that be like roofing, whether that be doing your drives, whether that be, uh, cutting down trees, whether that might be ironmonger, you know, it's all there's so many kind of things like that that we used to do, but uh, yeah, but schooling wise, most yeah. of my lot today, because of the new laws and everything, so most of my lot 
all the all these sites that were passed suddenly got unpassed and they all got chucked off of them and so now you've got a bunch of people that are homeless going from place to place to place council ain't gonna house you so we go from place to place to place oh you leave behind a load of rubbish where they're gonna fucking put it you you get 30 you know you get 30 people let's say you get five families in one place for three days with nowhere to put your rubbish what are you going to do with it so there so all we're doing is being sitting ducks moving from place to place to place because we built up a lovely bit of place to move on to what they bought and was passed and what you know because it was passed to be a potential um caravan site when it first got bought but then suddenly everyone in the area goes fuck that so they complain and complain and complain until suddenly the place you bought that was potentially meant to be a caravan park ain't no more. And then you're pushed off. And then suddenly we're having to live on roadsides and whatever else and moved on and moved on and moved on. Because look, you can't get a counsellor now unless you're being threatened with murder anyway and properly homeless. So that's where we are now. We're constantly like that. But when I was a kid, we did... I mean, there are quite a few... There's quite a few past gypsy camps that have been around for a long time um and that's that's what we used to do we used to move around in the summer and then we'd like kind of settle in the winter time um but it was all the social side of it really but we didn't mix with the outside and we were kind of brought up to not really trust the outside because what a lot of people don't talk about as well is that you know during like look since the 1500s there was a there were laws against us basically saying by Henry VIII saying, if you stop your nomadic style, we won't lock you up and kill you. And so that was a law that they've been trying to do for ages. And even during World War II, we were white, we were sitting ducks, pretty much wiped out as a race. And anyway, regardless of that, we've still survived it. But that bitterness and that anger and that mistrust has made all of our lot more proud of the way we live but also a lot more insular and so a very untrustworthy. So when simple things like a census gets passed around and you've got GRT charities sent to fill it in, my lot are going, I don't know about that. Mm -hmm. I don't trust it. I don't know about that. And also, you know, as somebody that's lived away, sorry, I feel like I'm just running on for ages. um, I've lived away from home now since, well, like, I've, God, so like I moved, I moved when I was nearly 16. But since being on this side, it's took a lot of learning and whatever else, but also you have to kind of deal with and, and the comicalness of, you know, people that will come up to you and tell you, oh, I used to be a gypsy, did you? Oh, I, I'm gonna be a gypsy, are you? And it, when it, something's in your blood and they think it's just dyeing your hair black and buying a goat. That just fucking pisses me right off. Yeah. The way, that's what you've got to deal with. And also, you know, that like when the word, I remember when the word chav got big and that was took from our word meaning chavy, child. But that, you know, but chav actually started getting used as a derogatory term for people like us. And then obviously pikey was just a normal old word that you chuck around whatever, you know, which is, which is the worst thing you can call us. But you hear people saying it all the time. It's, it's absolutely fine to say that word all the time and use it all the time. And then obviously you get the TV shows that interview 14 year olds and talk about things like grabbing. I've never fucking heard of grabbing. None of us have heard of grabbing. It's all wow. Like, yeah. grabbing. 
you know, like my like my sister wasn't even allowed to show her legs. You'd be like, you'd be called to death. So yeah. like all of our lot, you know, you don't like it's it's so old fashioned and like and this is this is one reason why our lots fall into bits is because the pride of it and the old fashioned way we live is crumbling because it don't work no more. Because mm. going and knocking on somebody's door and asking for, like if they want their drive done or if they want a wall bit of, or if that hanging over tree needs cutting down, you can't do that anymore. They've made that illegal. You can't do it. And you'll get reported as soon as they see you're asking for it. So all of my lot are all suffering that way. I've got my brother and my brothers and their children. He's sending his children to school because he knows that the children can't do the children can't do what he does and what we used to do. So he's sending them to school, but he's saying, don't tell them what you are because you'll get it bad. He know- so they all know as well. Send the children to the school. But if you do send them to the school, if you mention what you are, they'll treat you differently. If they mention what your culture is, they treat you differently. So that's what's happening now. But with all of us lot now being settled down more and being forced to kind of separate and you've got all the older ones now that, you know, like that's where most of us go now, like the older traveling people, that's your only gate. That's your only um, way in to get in a council place now. So you've got all of our great grandparents and whatever else that all love the way of life love the social side of it and now they're all isolated in these places with just them and it, we're just a dying race we're done and it and it and it hurts me up that there's so many people that talk badly about what we are look there's the you know there's there's either the daily mail rupert murdoch version of what we are yeah. or there's the romantic hunchback of notre dame version of what we are yeah. and that's and that's it and then you know and then you've also got people that can casually go on gypsy holidays and not realize how offensive that looks but you yeah. just deal with it like all this I think we, can all, we can all sympathize and we can all like everything you're saying all of us are going like that Taz is a muslim man um Aisha like I said he's got Sri Lankan ancestry and Jamaican ancestry I'm Dominique and Beige and Caribbean. So we we know everything you're saying. We're going, yeah, yeah, yeah. They want bits of Let's us. Let's go on a minority holiday. Let's yeah, yeah. I, black people always saying everyone wants to be black till it's time to be black. Like you want, yeah. our, you want our food. You know what I mean? Taz, I think you said on this last time, like the only decent food you can get is in this country anyway, is your own. Um, you know what I mean? They want to take little bits of us, or they'll have like like we we joked around about, but you'll have like you know, somebody, you're either seen as this really disruptive, destructive black person, or you're a Trevor Phillips. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing really in between. And you're just putting so... Yeah, maybe maybe Joanna Lumley dressed up as one of us is uh, the in-between. Or David Baddiel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, David Baddiel's dressed up as us too. David Baddiel likes dressing up. Or David up. Walliams. Or was it Justin? Nobody, like, I love that all these fucking centrist lovey cunts can go on they can all go on twitter all day at like calling us a load of racists and calling us a load of like whatever else fucking stupid left-wing peasants and yet children or yet the mentions i love it i'm like fucking shit post them to death because they can write their columns about you know how their hot takes are the right hot takes they can release their books that their hot takes are the right hot takes but i'm like fucking shit post them to death because they've got to sit there at night and think fuck but me mentions though, I'm and the only people sticking up for me are cunts. So <laughs> fuck you. 
And that's what I think of it. So I'm glad. I think we've just gone into the realm now. Like, I try not to take too much of it on board because you will go crazy. It's like, it's just been gaslighted. Everyone's been gaslighted. It's just yeah. like, so the racists are now the anti-racists. That's right. You say something that's horrific or horrible and you try to call them out, you become the bully. Yeah. I think, in, especially from 2015 and, you know, in the Corbyn era or whatever that people want to call it, well, I call it the, the uh, you know, the time when a few people realised it might be nice to be decent and yeah. kind to each other. Um, but they flipped that out, you know what I mean? So I think it's got to the point now where the lies have got so bad. And that is why, um, and we do need to speak about that actually, Taz, the Dominic Cummings thing at some point, because I didn't feel sorry for the press. They got really upset with Dominic Cummings. I thought, good, it serves you right. He's treating you with the contempt that you deserve because he's telling you rubbish about he's testing his, he's gone driving to test his eyesight, when really for the last four or five years, you've talked so much nonsense, you've printed so many lies that are so absurd, you've superimposed flipping Russian flat caps on people. You, you just, I remember being on Newsnight speaking about Jeremy Corbyn, and I'm a pretty calm person, I'm not really going to swear, or do you know what I mean? I'm pretty chilled, you know, and so I was kind of chilled. And then, you know, obviously, if you take a picture of someone while they're talking, like to you guys, I look normal, but if you freeze framed it at one point, I'd be like this. And then they took that and went, bizarre, her anger. She was one ranting. I said, no, I think Kirsty was ranting at me. Because you're supporting culture. And I was like, relax, man. <laughs> Why are you so angry? Culture all fucking day on every fucking right. platform, in every fucking paper, on every mainstream telly show and panel. The only person I see that hasn't shown up in mainstream telly is him. He's been cancelled. Yeah. Everybody can avoid yeah. and ignore it, can ignore him and call him a racist. You're cunts. And we saw what you are. And I'm aggravated to death of all the pricks that go uh, like that come online now and write, oh, how did we get here? Oh, what, you know, what could we have done? You could have fucking listened when we said socialism or barbarism, but you decided to take your fucking mask off and kill it. And now you got what you wanted. And I said it to somebody the other day. They'd do it again. And they'll do it again. And they'll do it again. And that's why I just think, do you know what? Fucking burn it now. But I'm glad that people like, I'm not going to say her name. And I'm glad that MPs like so-and-so. I'm glad that you can all fucking, st- and, and the celebrities and the, with their shitty hot takes. I'm glad you can all go on telly now and then be haunted in your Twitter forever because you kicked us all in the face. You took your fucking masks off to be able to destroy this country for good and you're never going to be forgiven for it. So you might de-platform us. You might de-platform Corbyn. You might de-platform everybody that was left-winger, but we've seen you. So now you can fuck yourself forever. And that's I think, it. I think there's just got to the point now, I think Nadia Whitten was speaking about the other day, just saying at this point, just get your own media, like doing kind of things what we're doing now. Um, I think we're just such a point where it just doesn't matter anymore. The thing that upsets me is we have a Tory government who are out there doing stuff, but you allowed it because I'm not even saying, listen, you had to support Corbyn. You don't. Some people don't like Corbyn. Some people may have a legitimate reason for not liking him. They may have a legitimate reason for not supporting Labour. That's your decision. All I kept begging for during that whole campaign is hold Boris Johnson to the same standard. 
as you held Corbyn. That's it. That's all you had to do. Because now you gave Boris Johnson and, and Priti Patel and, and uh, all of that lot, you gave them so much leeway that they now think they can do what they want. How do you expect to hold a chancellor to account when you are printing a picture of him with a Superman costume on? When yeah. you're calling him Dishy, Dishy Rishi? Which is ridiculous. The guy and, is and the, keep bloody photoshopping him ten foot taller than he is exactly. when he's actually the size of Kermit. So it's, it's you know fucking. It is. It's, it's been all this propaganda and stuff, and then you want to go. Oh, why is Boris doing what he wants? Because you allowed it. You opened the door to it. You yeah. wanted to destroy Corbyn so much. You didn't give a shit what else you destroyed around him, and that was like uh, media accountability, honesty. Do you know what I mean? They started shutting down all the, the, the left-wing voices. Yeah. You know, started recruiting black and brown people to come and put in front of their communities and start talking nonsense. And now we are where we are. So you deserved uh, Dominic Cummings. Not that I like him. I think he's trash. Um, but it's when they were upset, right. they couldn't go to their second homes. That's why I thought, good, serves you right. Yeah. But we have now got a government that think they're above the law, um, <laughs> which is kind of... Wanted to speak a bit about... Um, the police bill, which they've called it. Um, I want to bring Kaz in a bit, because we've all heard about this bill, haven't we? And there was a bill that they were going to... Um, Taz will tell us a bit more about the details of it. But it's now been shelved for a little while. Um, I've been reading your tweets, Mikey, and I agree with you. They've shelved it. I'll tell you why they shelved it. Because middle-class white women got upset, and they need that centrist vote. That is why middle-class white women were upset because they finally, you know, they were basically had to become victims of police brutality. Middle-class white women right now are the ones that are doing the amendments that mean fuck all. Exactly, exactly. We'll speak, yeah, we'll go on to the amendments as well. Yeah. If that Cooper's doing some amendments, which are just, really. Um, so, yeah, that's what happened. And I think that's what made Keir Starmer sit up and notice and go, well, hold on a second. We need the, you know, the Caitlin Morans. We need the... Jenny Eclair, we need those people with their their columns to stay on our side. So eventually he was he was sort of stirred into doing something about it. Um, yeah, stirred into doing something the night before the yeah. actual bill gets um, gets an airing. Mm -hmm. So happy to sit on it all day long. Happy not to mention it at all. In fact, happy for it to pass until Patsy Stevenson hits the front page in a very apropos scenario on the weekend before the, the airing of the bill. Whereas this bill, it, it's not dissimilar to what Hitler did in, in the 1930s. It's not dissimilar, basically, where you've created a, a piece of legislation that allows the government, without any uh, check and balance, to just define matters of criminal law as or when they want to. That's exactly what Hitler did when he basically said the Constitution is 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 there in place but we are now introducing one paragraph of law which says that reich itself can introduce whatever law it wants whenever it sees fit and that is pure direct dictatorship is there any parts of the bill that you want that stood out to you because there was um, a phrase wasn't it if you're doing something that causes annoyance yeah so <clears throat> who's to declare what's annoying do you know well, what I mean? apparently a police officer just a police officer. And it's not even causing annoyance, likely to cause annoyance. So you don't have to have annoyed somebody. You can just look like you're the sort of person who might annoy somebody, and therefore they can impose any condition they see fit. So if it's like, you know, well, you're making too much noise, you have to wear a Mr. Blobby outfit, other for, you know, then that's a condition they can oppose, uh, impose as far as the, the law is at the moment. 
But you need to, if you go through it detail by detail, there's about 10 clauses in it that basically, you know, rape democracy, frankly, as far as I can tell. Um, you know, as long as democracy is in a statute, at which point you get 10 years, but, um, but uh, any, anyone else, um, you, you, you just cannot protest. And we already have that in law at the moment under the um, coronavirus uh, rules, basically the lockdown rules. You can't protest. So what's the need for this coming in now if it's to do with saving people, if it's to do with it's not spreading a virus? Well, why do you need this on the books? Yeah, yeah. Um, so the bill will hit the GRT community um, pretty hard. Taz, can you explain in what way? So clause 60 of the bill is where it really goes for uh, the GRT community. And what that effectively does is criminalise trespass. So trespass is where you've entered some land. Um, it may be private land, it may be public land. But normally, um, if somebody finds that uh, contentious is causing problems, they'll have to go to court, they'll then have to get an order to evict someone. That would be seen by some sort of judicial oversight as to whether that's appropriate or not, whether whether the people who are on that land have some right to it. It, 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 it gets examined. Um, and that's a civil matter. Nobody goes to jail for that. You know? If you fail to follow a court order, that could eventually be seen as contempt of court. And that's the old provisions that have been used around this issue. What this does, Clause 60, actually makes uh, trespass a criminal act now, really. So where it says here that it will create an offence of residing on the land without consent or with a vehicle. So anyone who's deemed as residing on land, and residing doesn't mean living, it, it can mean temporarily on there. So we're like completely buggering the whole concept of what the English language words mean because we're reinterpreting them. Um, to, to mean anything, um, they can be ordered to leave. Uh, be, uh, they can be ordered by the police to leave if they're deemed to be causing significant disruption, or even if they haven't caused any disruption yet, but are likely to in the future. Now, how how, how can a piece of criminal law allow a police officer? I don't know what training they have in terms of Mystic Meg or something, but look at somebody and go, you're the type of person who's likely to cause some act in the future that may be disruptive, therefore I can criminalise your actions now. Yeah. That's if what you... I'll do. Yes. There is, there is absolutely no... We, like, God, our life's already, like, victimised and, like, and we get enough shit anyway. It's exactly what they'll do. So, like, I've been... I heard about this... I mean... All of my lot have been talking about this. Um, well, the most vocal of us, the, the, what I feel bad about is that a lot of my lot will not even know that this is happening until people show up. And that's what really hurts me. Mm. And so, and then I've got, then there's all these different GRT charities and news things online. And I just think, who, do, who are you talking to? Because I know none of my lot even know about you. Mm. And then, but that's why I feel frustrated is that we've been the people that are vocal about it from my life are so vocal about it and we have been for months since since this bill came into pass and if it wasn't for these poor girls getting their heads slammed this wouldn't have even been brought up this was being abstained on until that fucking morning i'm really aware that i'm swearing more than anybody so like i'm really sorry but when so the betrayal of knowing that that what that we weren't even what this bill does to our community i i've been awake since i, I bet i've had about i've had about three hours sleep since the 16th because 
I am utterly, I feel utterly powerless and know that this is going to go through because there is a majority and the amendments that are being put on it are fuck all to do with my life. Yeah. And when we have not just mainstream media, but media that's apparently meant to support people like me, not even talking about it, I, f- like, I find it disgusting. Mm. And so I've been ranting away on Twitter and it feels like you're talking to nobody because you know that this is going to come into pass. Um, so that's been the big worry for me. But then, that, and this is the thing, that betrayal um, of this bill, this bill is going to happen and no... And, and that the, the wiping out of a community isn't important. And I just think if you're part of, you're either all in it together, you're all going to stick up for each other. It's like when people talk about the Labour Party being the party that's meant to be for us, for all of us, for people that, that that's voices are not heard. But when you're a party that happily condemns people like us, you ain't a fucking socialist party. When you're a party that allows racists and transphobes on your front benches, you ain't a socialist party. And when you will let a bill like this pass without kicking and screaming and shouting and dragging yourselves out every single night because you earn your money, you get 80 odd grand a year, you earn it. So if you're not going to fight for it, then who's going to fight for us? Well, they're not even protesting it. The bill's about protest. Yeah. And our opposition party aren't even protesting themselves. And whatever, whatever that means, right? what is a protest? According to this bill, one person can stand there on their Todd, police officer says, you're protesting, I'm going to impose conditions on you. Right? How, how do you know I'm just not you know, a tourist standing there taking a picture? I feel like it, it's the one thing that struck me about this from the minute that I heard the word annoyance was, Who's this disproportionately going to affect? And I mean, it's not like we need to look long and hard into history with sus laws and things like that. Who is this disproportionately going to affect? Notting Hill Carnival is on a timer, mate. It's on a countdown. That is not going to be there. There's going to have, we're going to have to fight and the protest against that kind of stuff is uh, outlawed by this bill. Like it's going to disproportionately affect any community, any minority community, right? Whether it be GRT, Black, Asian, whoever it is that whichever racist police officer happens to see and think may in the future cause an annoyance. And who are the That's people who's going to disturb? Annoyance for the right thing, not fucking resist the streets. It was Sisters Uncut that did it. Yeah. Yes, Sisters Uncut. Reclaim the streets. We're going to meet with. Um... Well, they just wanted to be on fucking telly and write. Yeah, right yeah, letters. Sisters Uncut. Agreed. But, you know, it's. I think it's just um, we have all felt disheartened, like. I know what you mean about not sleeping, Mikey. Every time they do a deportation to Jamaica, I just stay up all night. And so, I don't know why. I say to people, like, I don't even know. It can't help. But you just feel like the only thing you can do is just to sit up in some kind of solidarity with what is going on. We've all, like Aisha said, been disproportionately affected. We've had Windrush, where you're like, Jesus, like, why are Labour not jumping? Well, no. Labour Hammy was still change of leader, was jumping on it. Then you had like, uh, you know, it feels so fake. I know exactly what you mean. It feels so fake and 
Well, it, like, I mean, it, I remember it was like, there was only, there was a few of us up in the comments, I think when they were doing the deportation. And I remember the amount of fucking hate in the comments from people. But I remember us constant, like there was people constantly having to retweet and retweet and retweet because they were trying to get lawyers at the last minute for people to stop the deportations. Yeah. Where the fuck was Labour then? You know? There was like a handful, there's like a handful. Like we had Nadia and... Um, Clive on, like I said, uh, a couple of days ago, and we'd I asked them straight, were you going to vote for this bill? Were you going to abstain? They both said they would have voted against it and broken the whip. Yeah. I believe those two, actually. I Me do. Too. And I think they said it would make it easier. I explained to them, it's not enough. There's not enough of you. Yeah. There really isn't. It's just, you know what I mean? Um, and obviously, Taz knows a lot about prevent as well. There's There's been these bills that have been brought out that have been so vicious in targeting certain minorities in the past few years. It's been absolutely outrageous, yeah. And I think, you know, I think that's what the disappointment is, is like for that five years, we did have politicians that seemed like they might wanna care. Do you know what I mean? But it just got to the point where, you know, the right side of the Labour Party had just decided they'd rather burn the whole thing down than, you know. My sister's not into politics like I am, but um, she lives in New Zealand now, so she's really not up on, um, on British politics at all. But I was trying to explain to her what was happening with Corbyn and how vicious they were. And because she called me and I was crying after the election and stuff like that. And she was like, oh, but she's like, I don't get it. Why did they just get him in and then, and then backstab him then when he was prime minister? She's like, that's what I would have done. I was going because they hate him so much. Or they hate the idea of any kind of socialist. You know, it's not even that socialist. Like, if you compare it to, like, Germany and other places in Europe, what he was asking for wasn't actually that radical. It was just normal decency. It was like, we have to, um, you know, reverse from this last 10 years of austerity. And we've got to do it now. Otherwise, everything is going to be destroyed. That's all he was really saying. But the demonization and the whole, it was just, it was horrific to see. Well, well, look, if, if, social, if socialism doesn't work, why do we have a furlough scheme? Under a point doesn't work. Um, to fa fund Saudi royals, isn't that right? Is it to fund Saudi royals? The BMP got 10 grand out of it. Did you I see know. this today? There's a list of things that the furlough scheme was funded. That's why we have a furlough scheme, Tad. It's not for regular people. It's for Tory mates. Rishi Sunak's wife got quite a bit out of it, didn't she? Like they already, like they don't need, like they, like they need that money. I, do you know what? I fucking hate being governed by people that can sit in a fucking castle and tell you that you can, own, you can have £20 a week. If you criminalise peaceful protest, what's left, right? The inevitability is, like, because I'm, I'm done with hope and I know that Parliament ain't going to save us because if I worked in a bar and somebody that worked in that bar was a racist cunt, I wouldn't rest till that person was sacked. I wouldn't rest. But you've got several people like that in the party that's meant to represent us. And all they do is wait for Diane to tweet a really ugly picture of them and do their, this is them here. Because none of them speak up. And it's, and that's what, I find it such a betrayal. So I know that this, it's inevitable. All this stuff that's happening, it's an, the inevitability will be is that in the end, we're gonna have no choice but to get out on the streets. And the thing is, is that these people are such greedy bastards that they'll, even though they know that 
more and more people will be angry they'll still not fund what they need to protect them anyway because god forbid them pay more money to the police to actually you know have the right numbers to keep us all back but that's where i feel like i'm getting to now is that i mean i'm not calling for a big violent revolution but i just can't see i i feel like everything's about to break I, I i agree because i mean i just don't believe in in the system anymore i don't believe no. it, you know the 2019 election even if that we lost it, I mean, just the sheer violence around it in the language and the new, the press and the, you know, I can't remember what it's called, you know, it's threw to be, everything into that. Every, being, yeah, everything yeah. Was out, all the walls were out, you know, out the window. It was, but I mean, Taz, like, uh, Aisha, did you want to say something? Now I want to ask Taz. Um, it was just really more that the people that we expect to revolt at the moment, they chose racism over eating. So, I think we've got a while to go before they're going to join us on the streets. And actually, that, that's the main problem with when and where in terms of revolution for me. Here's, you know? here's, my, here's my positive thinking on it. We're all in London, so fuck you guys. And we know how much you value London more than any other fucking place in this, in this country. So you guys can all sit at home with your fucking flags in your yard. We'll take care of London. And... You know, and this, I'm just I'm just done with it. And I think that it's what what else is there? I'm sorry for like I feel That's really. What I want to I want to ask Taz, like as a lawyer, um, what can we do? What can we do at this point? Because I agree with Aisha of the point that there's a lot of people we're just going to have to leave them behind because till it really really rocks them. Do you know what I mean? And. I, I don't know, you just have to leave you because you're just, if you want to maintain the status quo, that's up to you, but what can we do to kill this bill? Because when they try and sneak it back, which inevitably they will. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we, we, we've, we were talking about this bill, but there's been table changes to the, legis uh, to the rules so that um, government decisions can't be held to account by judicial review. That's, that's been announced. So you have to wonder, well, law is a tool, right? Um, but the tool is used for a purpose. It's, it's designed to be fashioned to make a, a result happen. So you have no, no static protests, no uh, actual protests going forward is what's been tabled. At the same time, you've got um, bills, uh, uh, changes in legislation, which means the judiciary cannot hold the parliament to account. Right? What does that mean? That's pure fascism. Right. But why? What well, you know, they know they know no one's going to like it. They know people are going to protest this, all this stuff. Why do that? Because the shit's going to hit the fans so bad when the furlough scheme goes that they don't care about us. There's a, that's, we're a small percentage of people, but regular on the job sort of semi racists who voted for these people, they're going to turn on them. Yeah. And when they do, the only thing left that's going to protect them from the general population of very hungry people with no prospects at all is going to be a police force that's depleted and maybe a military who might care about defending them. Right. That's what's coming down the line. That's the pipeline. Our trade with the EU, it's been great over the newspapers and watching all these fishermen sitting there crying their eyes out, basically, over their rotten fish, which they can, you know, I don't know, turn into pickles or something, because they all voted for Brexit for fishing rights. And now they've got the right to watch their fish rot in, you know, and no one's buying it at 80% reduction, you know. 
There are other people with their eels that they can no longer sell to the market. All these Brexiteers who went, let's vote Brexit, suddenly they've got no businesses and they've got no prospect of any businesses. And the one thing that we know about them is, you know, they're pretty aggressive, really. They're aggressive online. And when it came down to Churchill statues, they're willing to come down to London in buses, flying bizarrely, you know, Nazi flags as well as Israeli flags, really, at the same time, in order to, you know, tattooed up with, uh, with, with all sorts of uh, Nazi uh, tattoos, and willing to fight UK police in order to defend Churchill, the statue didn't need defending, whilst getting pissed up out of their minds. Now, you know, that's what they do for a statue. What are they going to do when, you know, when their fosters runs out? Well, I'll say, look, we've, we've had this before, and uh, the Brits aren't really one, they're not like the French, they don't like, you know, protest at the drop of a hat. But the last time that did happen was uh, for the poll tax, and they were riots. <clears throat> they were but right. It didn't really help, did it? Because we ended up with council tax, which is essentially not that far off the poll tax, just a different name, right? That's yeah. true, but, um, you know, Margaret Thatcher wasn't as dumb as, um, you know, this cabinet is. And she funded the police massively before she brought that in. So she got the police on side. She she paid them off to be her her sort of henchmen to get that to get that through. And yeah, we did get the the council tax come through. But this is somewhat different. That poll tax was a tax on people's earnings. It was affecting people's lifestyles. Even without a tax, this country is going to be hungry. We've got a million people before uh, this downturn in the economy. A million people before COVID who were working, they were working and they're on food banks. What, you know, they've got the dignity of a job, but the indignity of having to take handouts. Right? That, that's at a time when we had 4.3% unemployment. You know, and Rishi Sunak, however much of a superman he is, his own figures are, well, the right hand goes this way. Um, the, uh, the, the, his own figures are, you know, 11.6% unemployment, right? So that's a threefold increase. We, I mean, what food banks for, for this number of people? What food banks? Yeah, it's all, yeah. It's just hard, like, we've just got to find some kind of hope wherever we can, really. Um, yeah. Mikey, what I was about to ask you was, how can we help, like, for people who want to help the GRT community, what can we do? It would be great if there was someone out there who could build an app that could beam this information out, yeah. if we had... Because you're saying that a lot of a lot of your community don't even really know what's happening, and there's a lot of mistrust of the outside world. And what yeah. can we do? Like for me, what the best thing that we can do, I always think now is not to rely on not to rely on Parliament to do the right thing because they aren't going to. I just think what people need to do is pick up the phone and talk to your family at home. Because while the thing, I think over the, over the last, I mean, what, over the last 20 years, most people, they, because the, because of the most of the UK is just what we, it's all fallen to bits. So what young people do is they'll go to uni and then they'll go to a city. And because this, because the city has more people that feel the same way they are, they stay there. And so most of, most of our families are living in places like where I are, where I am now, you know, like dead, 
poverty fueled nothing in it because all of our young people and every single person that might be bullied as a minority has gone fuck this i'm moving to somewhere where i'm not going to be attacked i'm not going to be bullied and i'm and i'm not going to be you know treated like crap so i think that because we're all young people and all of us we all kind of live in it, almost an echo chamber online but also in our social community as well i think more of us just need to start picking up the phone and talking to our families because i do it with mine like you know like I, I, when i speak to me mum and i speak to me sister it's almost like i've got to talk to them weekly to remind them that something they heard isn't true because i had like I'm not going to shame her, but like I had somebody tell me that they thought smoking stopped COVID. And they've had loads of people messaging them saying that that was true. And I'm like, please don't fucking think that. Just you like, don't start smoking 40 a day because, I mean, you know, but don't start smoking even more because you think it's just because. <laughs> I tell you what, like, I, I haven't smoked for like, seven year now but every time you light up a fag I, like i'm just like oh i miss it so much i've never i i've never ever stopped missing smoking like whenever somebody's coming on the bus from the rain and they proper stink of it i love it it's terrible they um, say there's no such thing as an ex-smoker just a smoker who hasn't had a cigarette that day and this, is a, this is look this is a sense this is a very sensible pension scheme i can tell you that <laughs> They say not to get old, Taz, and I, I agree. You've got to do what you've got to do. But yeah, I think as far as our community, it, mm. there, there's a... We look like... We all just have to talk to our own more. And mm. we have to... And there's so many things in this bill that will completely ruin us. And so we need to get support where we can. So if you're somebody with the following that are all pretty left-leaning, you quote tweeting Lawrence Fox or whoever into your timeline all day, ain't going to change fuck all. You, mm. need to, you need to start talking to family members and people that you can actually pick up the phone to about what's going on because mainstream media are not telling people it because they are Tory-owned. And... You know, look, they're making people take down flags behind... Like, a guy from Wales was made to take down the Welsh flag behind him. Hugh Edwards. Yeah. He was made to take that down by the BBC. So, you know, and when I when I did my... I remember when, I, when my books first come out, I, so it's only been the outrage since this. I swore blind that I'd never do an interview again. I'd never talk about myself again, because I was dumb. I Like, I did my books to get rid of them, and then that was it. But... Whenever I do an interview, I'd spend the whole interview defending my culture. And they'd literally, like, uh, every single one, it would be like uh, trying to make you confirm that they're terrible people. And it's just disgusting. And I just thought, you know, it doesn't matter. It, it re- I, can't, I can't change the mind of, of an organisation that's made to demonise people and yeah. keep themselves in power all the time. And so that's the thing. Th- that would just be my one thing, is that we need to talk more to people at home, not just to our echo chambers. Yeah. Um, because be it because 
the mainstream media just doesn't do that. They own, they'll only platform both sidesy people. And it's it's not good enough. They're not, they're not even doing that so much anymore. They'll get they'll get like uh, for the black side or the Asian side. Like I said, they'll get Trevor Phillips or they'll get um, Majad. What's his name? Majid. Majid Nawaz. Yeah. Yeah, they'll get someone like that and say, "Well, we've got a Muslim now, and this, you know, they'll find someone who will confirm what they want to confirm." And I just got sick and tired of listening to the way I think. Nick Ferrari screaming at me at LBC. I was like, do not call me to do that fat pig show again. Like, I, I'm not having that again, right? Because I had my conditions before I even went on it. And they completely changed it while we were on air. And it was literally him muting me and yelling like a fat pig he is. And I just thought, do you know, I'm, I said, don't call me for that again. Ever, ever, ever. And then I'm just sick of putting on, uh, you know, good morning. Well, I don't put on good morning. Why am I lying? Um, but I do see the clips on Twitter, though. And all these yeah, things, here's Morgan screaming at black women. Like, I- I've just had enough. So I just thought, right, it just got to the point we were in lockdown and I felt like my head was exploding. I thought we've just got to start something that where we can have these kind of conversations, these kind of voices where we don't hear them all the time. Do you know what I mean? And, and, and not a, a big, you know, everybody's yelling over everybody or everybody's taking the Tory line, like just none of that. Yeah, so and all, left, all left wingers have to take some kind of bloody purity test and all that crap. I'm like, look, in the end, you know, you got to get down in the gutter and stick up for each other because stop telling me your socialist policies and then telling me to vote Labour when I've got at least two racists on the front bench. I ain't fucking doing it. That exactly. ain't happening. And exactly. so, you know, you can't. Sorry, Ever. No, I was just going to say, I'm, I, I agree because I think there's so many people who think just to say I vote Labour makes you left wing or to put yeah. socialist in your bio on, on uh, Twitter or put hashtag BLM, by, by the way, from people with BLM in their actual um, bio on Twitter and stuff like that. It's just not enough. It's like, have you got these types of principles or haven't you? Instagram in a black agree? thing is not, Instagram in a black screen is not enough. Yes, it's, it's not, not enough. A hashtag with Black Lives Matter is not enough. Also, platform black people more. Because I'm sick to death of seeing exactly. left-wing journos constantly in your tweets that, I, like, that will go on mainstream media and fuck over Corbyn and the left because they got a platform today. And I've seen lots of our left-wing media do that. Oh, I've got a Good Morning spot, uh, Good Morning Britain spot today, and my compromise is I'll shit on the left a little bit to do it. Well, oh. shame on you. And but you do it, and I've seen people do it. And so platform, like platform voices more that don't talk like they're doing a bloody political thesis, please, because that's what we need. Yeah. I like how do you appeal yeah. to people when you're, when you're talking to talking down to them all the time? Well, that that's why I troll Owen Jones all the time, anyway. Well, <laughs> I haven't had Owen on here yet. I've had him on my other show. Um, I think there is a problem with that, with accessibility. There is a problem. It is like, I find a lot of times when people speak about racism, I'm like, listen, racism isn't a frigging module in a university degree. It's a lot of time it is lived experience. So the stuff that you're trying to tell me or you're trying to intellectualise it, or it, it doesn't make, actually make sense on the ground, you know. Don't get a whiter-than-white little prick on TV talking about racism. It looks like fucking crap. Don't do yeah. it. And if you've got the balls yeah, to think you can have a voice for it, you're fucking deluded. 
because you're. I think that's the problem with most of the discourse around racism on mainstream media is it's often as poor Afua Hirsch and Ava, I know Ava's done it many times, have found out um, to, to their pain actually, and is that there'll be one black or brown person and a four other white people who aren't just white people they're white people from the right side of the political spectrum and racial spectrum so there you've got that bloody carol malone is it or you've got nick ferrari or you've got all these people shouting and screaming or your lawrence fox at this one solitary black person that it's not racist how can you think it's racist or as nick ferrari actually said to afro Hirsch, if you don't like it here why don't you move somewhere else on TV, you know, that really is the problem. Having people who aren't, this isn't a broad church, this isn't a, a representative uh, of, of our society. It's a very, very niche planned for right-wing people, white right-wing people and one black person. And that's actually slightly different, isn't it? To a general panel of people, it, it's, it's, and, it's and, an attack. And, that, and, and a black person that, or, or a minority person or one of yes. my lot that, will compromise and it's not good enough like uh, you know like when i get oh god i've seen many i've seen many an old lady with a with a gold earring and a, and dyed black hair and a poncho and she goes on there saying i'm a gypsy i'm like i know you ain't but you know there you go but you do look you but you look like what they think we are so that's fine but you know i i think it's obviously holding each holding these holding people to account but also you've got to platform people that actually talk some fucking sense. And um, our mainstream media... That's the problem. I think you've you kind of got to switch off from this stuff because it's become very apparent that these people are not talking sense and they it's don't talk sense. They don't want to. Sorry, I was just going to say, like, I don't... Like, I don't have a big Twitter following or, or whatever else, but what I do have, I'll never, I'll never retweet some like you know just to own somebody i'm not gonna platform somebody that already has that and somebody and i'm not gonna retweet some kind of thing at somebody's five point plan in the guardian on how the left is gonna win just because it is a left-wing thing because it means fuck all mm. we we need to start like but people online need to start actually really supporting each other and stop stop having to argue with gatekeeping left-wing journalists all the time because I'm sick of the fucking gatekeeping and the snobbery of it. And it's kind of why I, uh, like, a guess that you had, I think, is, oh, I'm not going to say, not that I was going to say they're, they're too good for their channel. Um, but... Ash, leave! Ash, blink! Blink if you want us to save you! <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I like, she's, she's amazing but yeah, she's really amazing is. because she she connects with human beings yeah she's not great just, not just you know not just snobby university degrees kind of i mean look you know, at that though i mean professors at, in the tea room look at we need to just say what ash had gone through i remember when julie virtual i mean this is what we're you've got somebody like Julie Birchall who still is working for the Telegraph they haven't come out and fired her they haven't come out and said a statement against racism they haven't come out and said oh god we're really sorry Ash what they were saying about Ash was so incredibly disgusting not only that she was on Facebook as a grown-ass woman 
telling people to go to Twitter and attack Ash. And the bit I found really painful where I thought, my God, this is how far the dehumanization has gone. I've lost a child to suicide, right? So has Julie Birchill. I would never go to anybody's page and either tell themselves to kill themselves or laugh and, and click like when anybody said anything like that because you know what that pain feels like. And if you are a mother who lost a child in that way, to sit, and Ash could be your child, because Ash is very young still. I mean, I've known her since she was like 18, but she's, she's, she's what now? 26 right? or something. I think she's about 28, 29 now. It's like, are you, how could you say that to somebody? That is how far they've gone to dehumanizing um, certain, certain groups. And we all, like I said, we all come from marginalized groups that have been, dehumanized in that way and I was speaking um when we had the Labour MPs on I was saying look we've got to talk about the compliant media because there is a reason why people are not screaming about Yemen there's a reason why people are not screaming about what's happening all across the Muslim world is because since 2011 they have repeatedly you know 2001 sorry I jumped it by 10 years. Something might have happened in 2011 as well. But since two, September 11, 2001, they have not stopped day in, day out. And it's interesting what you were saying earlier about um, you will go to school and as soon as the parents found out that you guys were from the GRT community, that was it. The kids would start on you. I've yeah. got friends, who's, uh, Muslim friends, whose kids come home in tears because they're being called Taliban or that, you know, my friend put his son into boxing to defend himself because he was being called every name under the book. Um, when I do stuff with show racism red card when we used to go into school, you're seeing little girls in hijabs, right? And, you know, people debate things like hijabs as though it's, it, as though it's debatable, do you know what I mean? It's debate, it's something you can debate it within the Muslim community. That's not our business. It's not anything for us to be talking about. And it's like uh, my little girl here, if I'm wearing something, she's like, oh, mum, let's wear the same. I know little girls who wear a hijab because their mum wears one and they want to look like their mum. And that is all there is to it. Do you know what I mean? So it's just like, they've kind of removed the humanity from so many different groups in society. And they've done it by chipping away and chipping away and chipping away um, and putting out all these negative um, kind of things. And then when the laws come out, well, Abba, no, no, Abba, it's not just that. They, they've actually put it through policy. So when those three girls, uh, Shumi Begum, went over to Syria, the headmaster was on, um, was on um, uh, a committee meeting at, at Parliament saying that, well, they'd applied the prevent strategy, and one of the factors on that prevent strategy was whether girls are wearing hijab or not. So you're already securitizing, saying, oh, look, if this girl's wearing hijab, you're now making that into a, into a security issue. Um, and that's what the message is to teachers. Oh, look out for those people. Put them under some sort of suspicion because they're now behaving in a certain way, which has got, you know, it's got nothing to do with extremism. It's to do with like, fashion, for example, you know. The problem that we have now is like, you know, we keep coming back to it. The Tories are not stupid in what the, the strategy they're using, which is to get black and brown people. One of the, the two biggest names who are against teaching anti-racism, apart from Kemi, um, who's supposed to be the Minister for Equalities, it's like taking a piss, um, is Calvin Robinson, who I found out was a teacher, which scared the hell out of me, and Catherine Brake, what's her name? Because with being Verbal Singh, and she's the headmistress at the school he teaches at, right? right. She's uh, that awful uh, woman. She's... 
I don't know what she, but she's terrible. She's enacted some horrible policies at that school, including the punitive measures against children whose parents didn't pay for their school lunches and that they would be public, publicly punished it's, as a result of that. I have a follower who had her friends, had her friends, had her, her children in that school and she had to take them out and put them into a private school um, because she had two young black children in that school and said that is a very dangerous place for black people to be. Um, we had asked Calvin onto this show uh, when we first started. Um, what was his thing? I'll give it a miss, thanks. He said, I'd give it a miss. Him yeah. and his hair thought they'd yeah. give it a miss. Um, yes, Calvin. It was interesting because we had we found it really hard when we tried to get some of those people to come on this show and speak. To us. They don't want to speak to other black people, they don't because they'll be called out. Because, yes. like, you know, because when you shit on your own, you need to be called out for it. You yeah, they to... don't want any kind of lo logical response. All they want is fawning and agreement. They don't want actually their argument picked apart by someone who's experienced exactly the same bullshit as they have, and they can't say anything. You can't. What are you going to do? You're going to say to Ava or I, you haven't experienced racism, you haven't experienced sexism, you haven't lived a black life, you know? Whereas they they're used to the. I sort think of the problem, yeah, I think part of the problem is as well. It's kind of like. They like to go around saying, oh, well, you know, it's so bad because black people don't all have one opinion. And we're saying, we don't. We don't agree with you. So let's talk about it. And they're like, no, thanks. That's it, isn't it? That's, when that's what their purpose is. They've been given their lines and they've said, look at me, everything's great for me because I'm reading the lines that don't, doesn't matter that they don't, don't accord with anything in reality. And the only question you have to ask them is, okay, you're not an Uncle Tom, but how come you're entirely indistinguishable from an Uncle Tom, really? <laughs> um, like all of them, they just climb the, they'll climb the ladder and push it away. And, you know, <laughs> but the worst thing of all, if any one of us went on Twitter straight after this chat and started being racist cunts, we'd have a job on the BBC within next month. Because that's the way shit goes. Because racism does pay. If racism I if pays. I started writing stuff about how that this bill about how it wipes out my like how it wipes out my race and whatever else, and being fine with it, I like the fucking Telegraph or wherever else would probably want to want you know they want to write up on that, and that's the problem. Because then suddenly the people that get that platform, then they suddenly get masses loads more followers and a massive load more of a reach out when they tweet out, but also when they're challenged, they'll pile on you until you can't fucking take it no more. Look, LBC was, was hosting Katie Hopkins, who, you know, Katie Hopkins. This is someone who's asking for helicopter gunships to be sent out to migrants who are drowning in the channel. That, that got her platform. That, that wasn't, that wasn't anything else. That was, someone getting platform for being as unbelievably racist as possible. And she was sort of the weather thing for everybody else. Let's see how far she can go before she's cancelled so that we all can fall in behind her and be slightly less racist than she is. So she was sort of like the canary in the coal mine, really, with her racism. And then you get them all online saying, she's um, just saying what we're all thinking. No, you're just cunts, that's why. There was something else going on there as well. Um, I remember, like, they used to do quite a few panel shows and stuff on, on Channel 5 where you talk about immigration, you talk about whatever. I don't know if you guys... I have, I've got a whole routine about it because it really was that ridiculous. But um, I remember speaking... I knew one of the producers personally 
And afterwards I spoke to him. Um, it, was, it was quite clear what little tricks they were trying to play. Like they got, uh, we were talking about immigration and all of a sudden they played a video of Anjan Chowdhury. It was like, what the hell is this doing on? What, it was just, it was a shit show, basically, it was a shit show. So afterwards, I spoke to the producer, who was a friend of mine, we would hang out sometime, we'd go for drinks and stuff. And I said, listen, what you're doing here, it's not funny, okay? What you are doing here is you, you don't understand the trickle down effect. You don't understand the problems that you'll cause. You think this is exciting. And tomorrow, a little Muslim kid's going to get his head kicked in in the playground. Like, yeah. you've got to be more responsible with this stuff that you're doing. He was going, oh, no, but come on, Ava. I said, you've got Katie Hopkins on every single one of these things. And they were, they were boosting her up, boosting her up to get her going. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do the whole joke about how in the dressing room, she used to pretend to be a normal person. And it's when you, like, she'd just be sitting there. Do you know what I mean? And then as soon as the camera was on her, it was like something switched like that. Do you know what I mean? Like you remember in, um, oh God, what was that show? Quantum Leap, showing my age, right? Where he'd be somewhere, and then all of a sudden he'd be in someone else's body. That's what it was like with her. She'd be sitting there normally going, oh, who wants a cup of tea? Who wants a cup of milk? Camera's on, Mohammed! Every kid's called Mohammed! You're like, bitch, what? What? What are you doing? So I said to the guy, look, come on now. This is getting beyond joke. Can you... You know, you need to be a little bit more responsible with what you're doing. He was going, oh, no, this is going to be great because, you know, I remember we kind of, they did this with Jay Goody. We want to see how far she's going to go. And that was what a lot of producers were doing. They wanted to see, they didn't particularly care about her. They mm -hmm. wanted to see how far she was going to go because, unfortunately, these days, you have somebody who sits in an office and their job is to check the hashtag. Their job is to check the clicks. Their job is to check. So all these things, and you are right, Mikey, and in terms of, I don't do it anymore. I'm sure I don't do it anymore. I pretty much don't do it anymore. Um, no, I don't quote with people, and I love uh, it. I know. I'll, I'll, I'll argue with you. I'll, 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 yeah, I'll do that. But in terms of quote tweeting... You know, I love that you can shame people off the internet for good. <laughs> That's what you do, and I love that. That's I don't get it. It's like you've attacked me, and now I'm blocked. What what happened there? Wait. They, they it's literally your life, Ava. <laughs> every day there's a new one. I said to her, all I said to her was, listen, lady, go to bed. I'm blocked. All I said was go to bed. I said, I haven't even started on you yet. I had so many lines for you. I didn't even get them out. But I mean, in terms of like, yeah, in terms of quoting people like Lawrence Fox, who already have the massive platform and stuff. They I agree with you now. We're giving these people his pocket. Like they, they're controversial for that. It's, it's, yeah. they know that they have to, like, they don't, it's that kind of egomania where you have to say something bad to get it. Any attention is good attention. And yeah. you're not going to get good attention if you're going on telly to try and stick up for anything. But if you are to be a shit house, then you know that by the time you're off that telly, you're top trending on Twitter. And they're like, fucking great. Because yeah. to be honest, our prime minister literally is that he's everything he's he's renowned for saying racist things, terrible things, yeah. and you know, he's still there. And, and he's just saying what people think. So in the same way as Lawrence Fox, he kind of got there by dint of his. Um, willingness and ability to say terrible things. Jane Haybrook is a barrister. Um, she's a human rights barrister. And I think she's an asylum um, barrister. I think that's the only law she works in. But she had said, for God's sake, stop. Like, if every time you quote these people, it's like putting a tenor in their bank account. 
And I think collectively now at this point, we can see we're being played. We can see what they're doing. Like you said, they come off and they're trending. You know what I mean? Um, Piers Morgan, he's trending. His book is now We've just got to stop paying attention. Yeah, he's the, he's the king of that. He just, he, he loves to anger people because he knows it will get his name trending all day. And the thing is, is that um, like our mainstream does not work in a way where they don't not platform people because, you know, remember what Piers Morgan did when he worked for the Daily Mail. But he's mainstream TV guy and he's on everything. So, our yeah. mainstream, so they don't really care about what where your leaning is or whether you're a racist or whether you're just a terrible person. Yeah. But because if you are one of these things, you will get viewers. And that's all that really matters. And so if you can get yourself trending on the top, I'm going to say an actress. Actually, I'm not going to say her name, but there's a certain actress that I hadn't heard for fucking 30 year, 20 year, whatever else. Suddenly I... she started being a cunt on Twitter to everyone remotely socialist. And now she's got a lovely lucrative telly career. She's in shows that, you know, that they're fucked for me because when I see her ugly bu bullying face, I just think, well, fuck you. You've ruined the show for me now. And That's so, what we've got to do. We've got to start switching it all off and stuff. And we've got to accept that quote tweeting or arguing with these people is a strategy that's just failing. Yeah, and we've got to find out. Followings that earn money out of angering the left and angering minorities, because that's what they do. You make money by being controversial, which is basically you being a racist and a bully, but yeah. you make money out of that. And, and that's what happens here. And our lot and everybody that does have socialist or whatever, or left wing in, in their Twitter profile needs to know that I don't give two shits about your hot take about Lawrence Fox today because I already know he's a cunt, thank you very much. And I don't need to know anymore. I already know he's a racist shit else. I don't need to know what you think of him because we already unitedly agree. So stop putting money in his pocket and stop <laughs> filming him when he's on the thing. Stop, you know, and, and, and this, is, this is this real weird crap cycle that we're all on right now where so many people just spend all day arguing with these very high profile shithouses on Twitter rather than being yeah. positive and actually building something where we laugh them off and actually build something different. I'm actually really liking, um, there's a, re I can't remember the name of the party, but it's like a reclaiming the North political party that's just started and and yeah. so basically there's a there's a by-election happening in a labor by-election happening a Hartlepool. yeah and yes. there's this one very new i think reclaim the north i can't remember what it's called the northern something but basically they um rather than getting bogged down with attack lines from people they're just being kings of shit posting and i just think this is the way to do it you need to basically like when these people try and trigger you, when you've got like your David Baddiel's promoting his book and you've got all these other people, like, and you know it's a load of bollocks, you don't just quote tweet them to death saying how outraged you are. Just, you know, forget yeah. about it. Like, I agree. People aren't I on agree. your side, you know, and stop, put, stop paying them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I agree with that totally. Uh, we're going to have to close in a minute because I have to go and do something, another show actually. Um, has anyone got any last thoughts? I agree with Mikey, definitely. 
I think we should put something out to that effect as well and start getting more and more people on the left to stop doing this nonsense. And well, it was a tactic, wasn't it, in the last election yeah. to tire us out, apparently, that just okay. keep us all those troll accounts that just kept popping up. Taz, the lawyer who we... Um, should we put your phone number at the bottom in case we get arrested um, protesting? Well, I think, uh, I think Tommy Robinson's lot put it out on... Um on um, what they call Telegram and stuff, so I get the occasional interesting phone call from a really intelligent person every evening. Oh, well, uh, we'll out with hashtag Halal Heartthrob and you'll get some much more fun messages. <laughs> what, what advice would you give us? What would you say to people? Keep writing to our MPs? What should we do to put pressure? No, I would say uh, enjoy the right to protest while it's still legal, as far as you can. And every time you see a Tory giving uh, standing around for more than two seconds, ring the police and say that he's seriously likely to murder you. And it's a ten-year sentence that goes with that. You know uh, what is a protest? I, I don't know what a protest is when it's one person. Um, so, so you know, you said clog up the that's hotline. Quite good, actually. That's like, that's very disruptive. If we all start calling police because someone's standing there. Just he looks like he's going to egg a statue. Say I'm annoyed. You can just stab now. No, I'm not even annoyed yet. He looks like he, I'm not annoyed yet, but he looks like the sort that is likely to cause annoyance. He might. Yeah. I'd <laughs> be like, what colour is he? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, if I'm colourblind, he could be. He could be black. <laughs> okay, guys, these are rules to live your lives by. Don't say we don't teach you anything here. Um, I want to thank our guests. I want you guys just to stay on quickly so we can say goodbye after we say goodbye to the audience. Um, so I want to thank uh, Mikey. Thank you very much. And your your Twitter handle is at that bloody Mikey. Yeah, that bloody Mikey. And yes. uh, I swear a lot. So yeah. So he wants more followers as well because he, he has great. Yeah, I need, like like come come and join. We need to argue with uh, the right people. Exactly. I will put your handle up. And Taz, your your Twitter handle, is it at Mohammed Akunji? Or is it oh, one? Yeah, it's Mohammed Akunji. Mohammed We will put that up as well. Um, Aisha, you have... Uh, well, we'll put your handle up anyway. It's usually up somehow in our tweets. <laughs> you can see lovely pictures of her in a wetsuit uh, swimming <laughs> in, in the sea in Brighton. And uh, my hashtag is at the twerking girl. And you may follow me, but watch your manners. And don't think you're funny. And say, why don't you just go and twerk? This whole joke. I chose the name. Okay, thank you. Um, guys, thank you very much. We want to say bye to our audience and we will see you. Um, we are doing a show in a couple of days uh, about conversion therapy. We have a lady that has been through it. And we also have um, a lesbian reverend from Oxford, Reverend Kate Elizabeth, because a lot of people pretend they're doing it from a religious pers perspective. So we have a religious person to tell you you're wrong. Um, so that will be the episode after this one. Thank you very much. Bye, audience. Bye, bye, bye. Bye. bye.